You're watching the community MMA. What up? What up? This your boy Crisscross checking in. This is the community MMA. Welcome to today's podcast. We got a lot of topics to discuss, like Hamza Shamaya verse. Right, we'll get to that in a moment. A moment. We'll break down the dude list and we'll look at uh, some predictions for this Saturday night, uh, which goes down. It'll be called UFC Vegas 77, aka. UFC Fight Night, Holly Holm versus Myra Bueno Silva. So some good fights on that card. We'll get to those in just a moment. If you're not watching on YouTube, you're watching on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google Podcasts, wherever you're watching, check us out at youtube.com backslash the community MMA for all your fight predictions and reactions that you won't see uh, lined up there in the podcast. So check us out there. Make sure you hit subscribe. And do us a favor, comment on those videos as we get into those comments uh, on most podcasts during uh, the Q&A section toward the end of the podcast. Now, Hamza Chamayev's next opponent, people are leaking this. They believe it's going to be none other than Jared Cannonier. And I welcome this fight if it does take place. It seems like things have cooled between Hamza and Kamaru Usman. We saw interviews with Kamaru this past Saturday. Uh, well, really... Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, uh, UFC 290, where he talked about a potential matchup with Hamza. He says he wants to fight, but for some reason the fight isn't happening. So why is it coming out that Hamza is going to fight Jared Cannonier? Well, in a video posted, you see Hamza watching an old fight between Jared Cannonier and Kelvin Gastelum. Now, this would be a big-time middleweight fight, not the ideal fight, probably not enough to get him a title shot or probably need one more after that. But the reality is Jared Cannonier is still a top five middleweight fighter. And if he can go in there and beat him in dominating fashion, like in the first or second round, that can easily line him up for a potential title fighter, at least get him a shot against someone like a Robert Whitaker, or maybe if Drake is Duplessis or, or Adesanya loses, uh, fight one of those guys to line himself up for a title. But a fight and a win against Jared Cannonier again in dominating fashion could give him an opportunity to potentially fight for the title right after that, which will be a best-case scenario. Now, again, some of you are out there Hamza fans, so you, you're rocking with me, you're riding with me, you understand we've been talking about this since day one, we've been talking about this for 15, 16, 17 months now, um, in which he's only had one fight during that time with Kevin Holland, and we're eager to see him get back in the octagon because we've only seen him for a total of two minutes in uh, the past 15, 16, 17 months now. So we're eager to see him get back in, and we believe he will be at least a one belt, more than likely a two belt, and possibly a three belt champion. You say, Chris Cross, what are you, what are you crazy? If you're a Hamza fan, you understand what I'm talking about. You believe the same thing. If not, you just don't see it yet. And that's the whole point of the show, right, is we're trying to let you know what's coming and what's going to happen. This past weekend, no one believed that Dreykus Duplessis would beat Robert Whitaker, or very few people believed it. We were getting banged up in the comment section. Guess what? Dreykus won the fight. Why? Because he had no surgery, he can breathe better, and he probably would have beat Whitaker anyway. It just wouldn't have been as easy. Probably would have been a third-round finish instead of uh, a second-round finish. So keep that in mind. But Hamza will return, likely at UFC 294. It would be in Abu Dhabi. Jared Cannonier's got to fly basically across the world for the fight. Hamza, a little bit closer to that area. 
So it'll be more suitable for him. He, he's having visa issues, can't get into the country. Many people were saying this is why the UFC is in no rush because they want an American-born champion. They want someone at least that can fight in America in front of big crowds. But I'm here to tell you, none of that matters, man. When you got a big-time fighter like Hamza, none of that matters. Get this guy lined up and ready for a potential uh, title fight. And if he wins a title, look out. And that'll be a nice segue into our next topic, which I promise you was coming. And that's the do list updated. Right? Of course, we got Hamza number one. Someone said in the comment section, how in the world is Hamza number one? Those of you that follow the show know these are my favorite fighters. Hamza number one. Sky is the limit. Been talking about this guy since the beginning. Those of you that follow the podcast or in the show know this. Okay? Hamza uh, is the the present and the future uh, of the UFC? Make no mistake about it. Now John Jones is number two. I don't like that he's fighting Stipe Miocic, but it is what it is. Then you have Islam number three, Yuri number four. Can't wait for his return. His fight against Jamal Hill is going to be epic. Aljamain Sterling at number five, fighting Sean O'Malley for the title, saying he's fighting against his will, but he'll still be there. Then you got Adesanya at number six. He'll be fighting Drakus Duplessis. So Sterling and Adesanya fighting two other guys on the do list. Charles Oliveira, still uh, one of the GOATs. Hopefully gets a rematch against Islam. Volkanovski probably will fight the winner between Oliveira and Islam. Then you got Colby Covington at nine. Kind of lingering there. He's right ahead of Leon Edwards. So that ought to tell you that I think Colby will beat Leon Edwards. But Colby has slid lately. He was up to number three or four for a long time and has slid uh, in the do list rankings number 11 jamal hill and that hurts because jamal hill should be in the top 10 sean o'malley number 12 so you got a 5 versus 12 and sterling versus o'malley bo nickel will continue to dominate alexa grasso has a rematch against shevchenko drakus duplessis at 15 is going to be fighting out of Sonya. then you got brandon moreno marab davalashvili number 18 max holloway and he should really be in the top 10 as well because he beats everyone not named volkanovsky Ikram Aliskarov, big fight against Paulo Costa. I cannot wait for that one. And Alex Caceres at number 20 has won seven of the last eight fights after starting 14 and 12. He reminds me uh, of a younger Charles Oliveira, peaking at the right time. And the sky is the limit for Alex Caceres. And there's a lot of guys after 20 that could very easily uh, be in the rankings, but they just got to keep winning and prove themselves. But those are my top 20 favorite fighters for the most part, right? Some guys I like a little bit, but they they win all the time. So they got to be in there. But for the most part, these are the, if I'm on the street and someone says, hey, Chris Cross, oh, you watch UFC, huh? Who do you like? Well, that's the order that I'm, I'm naming guys. I'm telling you Hamza, first and foremost, John Jones, he's got to be up there. The guy's basically never lost except by one disqualification. He's undefeated beyond that. Islam, I think it's a pretty good list. I mean, the top five is ridiculous. And I like that Sterling is in the top five, too. Because that's a guy that, you know, everyone thought he would lose to Cejudo. But he's at the prime of his career. He's the best in the Bantamweight division. Vili could present a, a challenge, but those guys will never fight. So he sits at number five. And, you know, the do list it continues to grow in terms of depth. It's getting harder and harder. I used to update the do list immediately after the pay-per-view event but now it's taken a few days so i got to really sit and break it down and then 
after this past Saturday night, if you watch UFC 29, you understand your boy was exhausted. I've talked to a lot of people that watch MMA, both at work, both friends, family, and everybody was like, I was wiped out after the Moreno-Pantoja fight and then, then realized and forgot, a lot of people forgot that Volkanovski versus Javier Rodriguez was still on tap after that fight. I mean, what a night. It didn't end until past 1 a.m. And everybody, including myself, was completely exhausted. And I don't know that I've recovered yet. And it's three or four days later. I mean, it was just very exciting. So you got some good fights coming up this week. Uh, UFC Vegas 77. Some great fights in the main card. Then you got Jack De La Maddalena getting a, a, a fight against a guy who's going to come in on a week's notice. And we're not going to give you that prediction because it's just it's real simple. Jack De La Maddalena is going to dominate. But the fact is he's waiting for a fight. He needs a payday. He needs to get paid. And we'll have an easy route to getting paid, getting the win bonus, and potentially performance of the night if the UFC goes that route. But I think everyone expects him to win this thing in the first round. So let's begin with the first fight in the main card. You got Nazim Sadikov versus your boy, who I like a lot, Terrence McKinney. Check this out. In the lightweight division at USC Vegas 77, you got Nazim Sadikov taking on Terrence McKinney. And this is going to be a great fight in a great division. Nazim 8-1, McKinney 13-5. and five. Both guys stand 5-10. They're both in their late 20s. Long career ahead, hopefully for both. Now McKinney, five-inch reach advantage, 74 to 69. He's a switch dance fighter. Sadikov stands southpaw, left-handed. 5.2 significant strikes for him. McKinney, 3.8. So that's going to be a difference about uh, anywhere from 10 to 15 in this fight. Now McKinney does have an advantage on the takedown game, landing one takedown per round on average in several UFC fights so far. But Sadikov beat Evan Elder by KO third round at the contender series he won also by third round ko so a really good fighter now mckinney on the other hand 83 percent takedown defense uh he was riding high really in the ufc i mean he lost to drew dober but he won three or four going into that one or the previous two going into that one he's won three and four heading into the ismail bonfim fight his last fight he got ko'd in round two so he's been ko'd twice that's a problem for him that's also why he's the underdog in this fight. And this is a tricky one for me because I like Terrence McKinney. But I do believe Nazim wins this fight. I hate to say that. But I got to go with Nazim. I think he's going to defend the takedowns. 80% takedown defense. He's a pretty good striker on the feet. High activity. You know, over about 16 significant strikes per round. Uh, probably will be closer to 20 in this fight. Maybe 25 and eventually could get the finish. But I think Nazim wins to move to 9-1. and one. If I'm wrong, I'll eat this one because I do like Terrence McKinney. This fight goes down in a lightweight division at UFC Vegas 77. Yeah, man, it isn't the mid, uh, the lightweight division, excuse me, the best division in the UFC. I say this time and time again. I wasn't a believer at first, and the more I watch lightweight fights, it just gets more and more ridiculous. The competition level is insane. I mean, it's just awesome. And you just never know which way these fights are going to go. Now, if Terrence McKinney was in the do list, he was in the top 20, I'd have to go for him. So I like him, but he's not top 20 material yet. And I don't see him winning a fight against Nazim Sadikov. Again, I'll eat it if he does win because I like him. But Nazim uh, is just on a slightly different level. 
than Terrence McKinney, and therefore uh, he wins his fight and probably wins it fairly easily. Now, jumping up to the co-main event, you got Albert Dureyev taking on Jun Yong Park, and this is a pretty interesting matchup uh, for a co-main event here. It, it could go either way, but we'll break this thing down. Check it out. In the middleweight division at UFC Vegas 77, co-main event, you got Albert Dureyev coming in at 16-4, taking on Jun Yong Park, who comes in at 16-5, and five. so two guys with similar records. Park is a slight favorite coming in. Now, Dureyev, one inch taller. Both guys still in their prime, 34 years old for Dureyev, 32 for Park. Dureyev has a two-inch reach advantage. Both guys stand right-handed. Jung Yong Park, reason why he's the favorite, slightly, is because he's more active. 4.9 significant strikes per minute. That is 2.9 for Dureyev. Takedown game still leans to Park. Both guys slightly over two takedowns over the course of three rounds. So takedown defense will be everything. Dureyev 50%, Park 70%. So Park has the advantage in all areas, even if it's just slightly. Now Dureyev coming off the win over Chidi and Jokuani by split decision. He got KO'd by Yaquin Buckley and beat Roman Kapilov over his last three fights. He's 2-1. and one. Now, Jung Yong Park, the Iron Turtle, coming off three straight wins over Dennis Tulian by submission. Joseph Holmes, submission, and Eric Anders by split decision. So, I think DeRave is better than Eric Anders, and this is going to be a very, very close fight, but I'm going to lean with the numbers in this fight because they're significant. I mean, Park's going to land two more significant strikes per minute. That's about 30 over the course of the fight. He defends the takedowns better. He's likely to try to defend the takedowns and keep this fight standing, and that will be the big question mark. Park may lose a round on control time, but he's going to win the other two in the stand-up uh, to get the victory to move to 17-5, in my opinion, middleweight division, UFC Vegas 77. And these are always the tough ones. Whenever you hear me say a guy is going to win two of the three rounds by decision. I'm not convinced that either one uh, will get the finish. I'm not convinced that they won't, which means it could go either way. But you got to make a prediction. And Jung Yong Park just seems like he's more experienced, has the advantage in this fight. And as long as, you know, he doesn't get hit with a KO or awkward submission or something like that, if it goes to a decision, in my opinion, Jung Yong Park is more likely to win the fight. And that's why I'm going with him. But these are certainly tough predictions. Now, the next fight is not a tough prediction. This is the main event. Holly Holm, Myra Bueno Silva. And with Nunez gone, the winner of this fight could likely get a title fight, especially if Holly Holm can pull this thing off. Check it out. In the women's bantamweight division at UFC Vegas 77, this is your main event, Holly Holm. Top rate contender still in the Bantamweight division. Comes in at 15-6. and six. Myra Bueno Silva is the opponent. She comes in at 10-2. and two. Now, Holly Holm is two inches taller at 5'8". She's getting up there in age. She's 41 years old. Bueno Silva, 31. Now, Holly Holm has a two-inch reach advantage. She fights left-handed. Bueno Silva fights right-handed. Holly Holm, 3.2 significant strikes per minute. But Bueno Silva is more active. 4.2 significant strikes per minute. Per minute, Holly Holm lands like a takedown every three rounds. Bueno Silva, uh, hardly anything to discuss there. Now, Holly Holm, 78% takedown defense. So the preacher's daughter will defend pretty much all takedowns in this fight, you would believe. Coming off the win over Yana 
Santos by decision after losing to Ketlin Vera by split decision. Very close fight there. Could have easily won that. Before that, beat Irene Aldana and Rockwell Pennington. So she's won three of the last four and remains at the top. Now, Bueno Silva, 67% takedown defense. She's likely to give up a takedown or two. Coming off three straight wins over Lena Landsberg, submission. Stephanie Agar, submission. And Wu Yanan, decision. So, you know, should this fight go to the ground, Myra Bueno Silva is certainly capable. But here's the deal. I'm not going against Holly Holm. With uh, Amanda Nunez gone, um, retired, Holly Holm is in prime position to recapture the belt. She just needs to write opponent she's got to win this fight and then uh, she'll look upward ufc may even give her an opportunity to fight for the vacant belt now holly Holm will win this fight easily forget the numbers here a lot of times we stick to the numbers in these main event especially in the main card because these fighters have a lot of fights and those those averages are pretty solid but holly Holm will overcome the numbers here uh, and will dominate this fight uh, likely Standing up, she'll be more active. She'll move to 16 and six. Bueno Silva will fall to 10 and three. Women's Bantamweight division, UFC Vegas, 77. Yeah, there's no way that Holly Holm is losing this fight. And the UFC is known for giving fighters with big names, which Holly Holm still is. She's 41, right? But that doesn't matter. As long as she hasn't significantly slowed down, which the way she trains and her body type, very strong. She's not going to slow down anytime soon. She's got another three or four years left if she decides to keep fighting that long. And the time is now for Holly Holm. She wins this fight uh, pretty much, not 100%, guarantees a title fight. Even if she's not in the next title fight, she's on deck. She doesn't need another fight after this. The UFC's not going to make her wait till she's 43. She's a big enough name. She can sell tickets. And who's not going to watch if Holly Holm is fighting uh, for the title. I'm watching. You're watching. And that's what we should all be pulling for. Is a 41-year-old, maybe 42 or 43 at the time of the title fight, to win the title. That would be epic. And I think that's what could very well happen. Because I think Holly Holm, other than Nunez, is still the best in the division. She lost a fight, like one of her last five. It was, it was a split decision or close decision. A fight that I thought she won. And I was highly upset that she didn't get. So I still think she is the best in the division outside of Nunez. And Nunez, if you didn't know, has moved on, has retired. And now it's time for Holly Holm to get the belt back. That's my opinion. I think that's what's going to happen. So we're still tired. We're still exhausted. We got 14, 15 fights this week. The UFC has given us no breaks. We're on a four-month run. Uh, right now, about four or five weeks in, three months to go. So we don't get a break. In fact, 14 15 fight card is just ridiculous after what we saw last week at ufc 290 i'm completely exhausted uh emotionally because after witnessing ufc 290 how could you not be but that's what it is big fights continue this week at the apex center the 77th edition uh, of ufc fights on fight night only that's not even counting some of the pay-per-views that happened but 77 fight nights in now at the Apex Center. So we look forward to this Saturday night. For now, this your boy, Chris Cross. Remember, check us out, youtube.com backslash a community MMA for all your fight predictions and reactions. Hope you have a great day and God bless. As always, peace.